Hi! Welcome to the fourth show of 2021. Hi, Joe. Uh, Not Squeezer here. Sure, let's say. Yeah, yeah it is. The counting with the rad years. So we had uh, the Capitol riot, and then um, we had the, the uh, inauguration on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then we had the um, GameStop, uh, Wall Street, mm-hmm. last Wednesday, and then we had the blizzard of 2021. Yeah, we yeah that that blizzard of '96 that we all talk about so joyfully on the rad years, uh, we kicked its ass. Yeah, it was a uh, blizzard and a half here on the East Coast. We were butt fucked with snow, and I felt it's a it. Colloquial term. <laughs> Yeah, I felt it the next day. Whew. I was shoveling for six plus hours yesterday. Um, it was there was a lot of fucking there's a lot of fucking snow. Thirty we recorded thirty inches. Uh, uh, McCunji and H, uh, well South Whitehall and Ancient Oaks where you mm-hmm. th- we recorded thirty inches, uh, which is a lot of fucking snow. Yeah, right now there's people in Maine like, dude, really? Go on. yeah. Thing is, we do things here, you know. Yeah. Got to get to work. We don't. We don't just like you guys are lucky because more snow means there's more place to preserve your, you know, elks mm-hmm. for the winter. You know, mm-hmm. with all due respect. Yeah, all due respect. Yeah, there's still like, and it, it snowed. For, I felt like we were in Lillehammer. The, is that Scotland? Close, somewhere around there. Okay. Just hire a plow like I do. Yeah, well, I have a – see, Iraq, that's a good idea, but I have a sidewalk uh, that goes – wraps all the way around my house. And just doing that – so they – by the time I was like, I'm proactive. So the so- storm started Sunday. Uh, sun- mm-hmm. we, I, I woke up like 11 Sunday, and it was already snowing. And um, it kept it – wasn't, it wasn't too heavy Sunday. Uh, but – I went out and I, I, you know, it cleared off what was there, you know, just get it, get, I think you're getting out of the way. So it's not so bad. You know, that move, Squeezer. Yeah. And then, uh, Monday was when the heavy stuff came. It's, it snowed all day. And I went out a couple, uh, two tree times, um, like, oh yeah, I'm going to go out and, and clear it off, do, do a path, you know, get one more path in before, you know, the, the sun goes down. And I went out Monday. And then the heaviest stuff came Monday night into Tuesday, like another 10 inches. Mm-hmm. And I woke up Tuesday morning to us being plowed in by two giant mountains, like consecutive mountains of, of snow in front of our driveway. So that was that task, like clearing those mountains of snow out from in front of the driveway where they plow you in. That's that lies mm-hmm. the hardest part because you can't um, you can't. Just put the snowblower on that. You got to clear it out with a fucking shovel. Yes, Joe, I built a snowman. Uh, we built one last snowstorm. It was a good snow. 
snowman storm. This is good snowman it, snow this time. It's very oh yeah. It's wet and it's packable. A good uh, the, the the mountain at the end of the cul-de-sac provided great joy for the children of my neighborhood. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like being being able to carve like they were carving slides into it. They actually dug steps in to get to the top and then built slides down. Yeah, that's fun. We we plan we couldn't have planned our snow day show better. It was already uh, for everybody to listen to while they if they were on the east coast here while they had a snow day. And we had a few. We had uh, we didn't get back to work till today. Yeah. Aside from working from now, everyone's like has plans for working from home, so it's so easy to be like, well, before I was like, oh, snow day, I can't do anything. It's like a free day mm-hmm. off. Now you you know you have your phones, you know you could, your lap, your company issued laptops. You could get you can answer emails and do other things, and you're never really disconnected. But still, I spent most of the day yesterday fucking shoveling and. Trying to snow blow snow. Blow yeah. snow. Yeah, I got my money's worth. Yeah, you have a monster You know, me, I didn't... Oh, I love it. You know, I didn't want one because it just takes up room in the garage and... Yes. You know, I, I only use it maybe once or twice a year. Well, I used it uh, two, three times uh, this year. A couple, two, three. And then, of course, yesterday, why it was snowing uh, was Groundhog Day. Everyone watched oh, the yeah. fucking rat. infamous Bill Murray movie. And the Pennsylvania's most famous groundhog, Punxsutawney Phil, he's a fucking heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw his fucking shadow and the little pussy ran back in for six more weeks of winter. Fucking yeah, yeah, heel. I look out the window, no shit, Phil. Yeah, right. Yeah. There really wasn't any bright sun. And and to be honest, though, how is he going to see his shadow? Because all, all that snow is just going to, you know, create a nice flat lighting situation. Yeah, it was really. That's what so. I was going to say. It was really flat. But all those. Yeah. It, so it was it was a virtual. So Punxsutawney's what? About three hours from us? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Somewhere like that. I, I, pa- I pass it going to when Trucker and I went to Columbus last year with Jake. We passed it. You pass it on the way. It's about three hours, two and a half, yeah. three hours. Me driving two and a half. So yeah, fair enough. There's these creepy old men who wear top hats and whisper to the groundhog. And usually last year, there's 40,000 people there to see this. Mm-hmm. So um, there used to be more. And then they're like, hey, you guys aren't allowed to drink anymore. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, they used to let people drink. Oh, they used to get shit faced. I'm sure they still do. I'm sure they still do, but it was open. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, last year there was forty thousand people. This year there was no one. So last year you couldn't hear what the creepy guys were whispering to the groundhog. This oh, year no. you could. It was like, "Hey, you're beautiful. You ready?" <laughs> I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Today, oh <laughs> fuck the groundhog, <laughs> Phil. Yeah, I don't think he saw a shadow, Phil. You need to call your your cousin, the second famous groundhog in Pennsylvania, Gus, the lottery spokesman, and, and get some of that money and get help. Yeah, that's not that's no shadow. Although those, none of those yeah, men it, look it, hung enough to have a, a groundhog uh, shadow as a lap hog. Gus is uh, living the high life. Oh like yeah, he, he just does a little. He does a little commercial work. Gus sold uh, out, man. 
mascots. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Here in Just Pennsylvania, our Pennsylvania lottery mascot's a CG uh, uh, groundhog. And his name is uh, Gus, Pennsylvania's second most famous groundhog. He and that, really, he really straddles the uncanny valley sometimes. I love it. They're my favorite commercials. They're and, great. And he does this like scratchy motion with his hand at the end. He goes, "Keep scratching," and uh, it's amazing. So if yeah. you can find them on YouTube, look them up. They're delightful. Um, Wandavision last week, Squeezer episode four. Yeah. It's finally getting somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah, they really like. I liked how the at first I was like, uh, is this too slow? And then it was I think it was perfect, like the pacing of it in hindsight. Uh okay yeah, because like three four episode four wouldn't have made any sense if we didn't see one and two. Yes. So it's like, uh see if it was a bingeable show, it would be a lot better. But the fact that we have to we have to wait every week and the first week we got that and we're like, Oh good, we learned nothing. Um I'm not gonna lie. This is one of those things where I actually kind of like, like with the Mandalorian. I like oh, the, shut the fuck up! I like, I, I like wait waiting every week. Makes me want it more. I appreciate it. Give it, it to me all at once. No, I'd be finished this with is, it. I want for some reason. I want to watch. I want answers now. Ugh, you're such a fucking masochist. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> I hope uh, you put your belt outside before you go inside and watch it. Mrs. Squeezer makes it take it off. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. It's a, it's a workaholics joke. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, WandaVision was great, though. It was good. I'm yeah. excited for next week. I, I read I went ahead and read some spoiler thing about something that dropped. So I don't know. Like so, rumors or legit? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't realize it was like a full-on drop spoiler until I was reading, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm, but I, I will stay away then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, saw a little Uzi Vert got 20, no, 24 million, Eric, uh, 24 million diamond implanted in his forehead, and he, like, vision. I was just, hold on. I, it's all on comicbook.com. Uh, <laughs> he's got all sorts of tattoos on his face and he's got a pink diamond in his forehead. I, is it paying tribute to vision or? I, I just, I, I, I you can get all the tattoos. You want just the, the face just, ow. Yeah. So he, he it's a very personal space kind of thing. I don't like people like, you know, like, like imagine you don't like certain close talkers. Now imagine that close talker with a needle in your face. Now imagine that close talker with a needle and the pliers and a diamond. How, yeah, how do you implant a diamond in your head? So he, he tweeted, I've been paying for a natural pink diamond from Elliot for years now. This one stone costs so much, I've been paying for it since 2017. This was the first time I saw a real natural pink diamond. A lot of M's in my face. Mans? Uh, millions. Millions. The rapper added, if I lose the ring, yeah, you will make fun of me more than putting it in my forehead. Ha, ha, joke's on you. Ha, 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 ha. And yes, I do have insurance. Personal? Like physical bodily insurance or on the diamond? Uh, he doesn't say 
Oh, man, that thing's in there. What happens when a demigod warlord from outer space comes and tries to rip it out of your head? Does he die like Vision? Does he turn gray? Uh, I would think so. Lose all lifeliness? Or as, or your forehead just gets gangrene. As as uh, um, Thanos puts it, it, tries to fit it into his Infinity Gauntlet and is like, this isn't one of my stones, and just flicks it aside. <laughs> you feel real stupid now, don't you, little Uzi Vert? I mean, God. I, I mean, good for him. Someone tweeted, so is this Wanda and Vision's child? Dude really went from little Uzi Vert to little Uzi Vision. Oh, man. Yeah, that was really creepy. Um, and the, the spoiler, this isn't really a big spoiler. What happens, like, what if you, like, roll over, like, you're sleeping, you, like, roll over, you're, like, face down the pillow, like, ow. Yeah, no, what that happens, can't. Like, that, you're washing. Right. Like, no, that can't be washing. comfortable. Yeah. It, it must smell, too. Can you take it out? Like, that, you you probably get Femunda under there. I mean, I would just, I would just get a fake one and tell people it is. <laughs> Someone tweeted, somebody gun try to snatch that shit like Thanos did Vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just asking for trouble with that. All right. Uh, it t- one drunk asshole is all you yeah, need. One drunk asshole is going to come up with an infinity gauntlet on his arm, knock you the fuck out with his metal hand, and then take your fucking head diamond. Oh, well. Uh, Joe well, what says. Head cheese. Oh, man. You'll get something special, Joe. If, some, if one of the goons gets the Rad Years logo tattooed on their ass, which would mean they'd get a cartoon version of me and Squeezer tattooed on their ass, there's something special in that for you. I don't want you to do that. I don't want anyone to do that. I do. I'm No, please. Gallant says no. Goofus says yes. <laughs> do it. Do, you won't do it. No one will do it. You, none of you will do it. Uh... You won't do it. Oh, it's such a classic goofus and gallant moment. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Um. Oh, yeah, I just realized I had a file here to send you. You know, I sent you that camera chart for Sundance. Yeah. The same guy who made that because we are all complaining. What about lenses? He broke down the lenses. Oh, yeah. So nice. I have that for you if you want to see it then. Yeah, send I me mean, that. That's, that's very important. Yeah, and guess what? None of them were using the Sony kit license for the FS7. Ah, oh, man. So sorry. But they had a shoulder pad. Let's send this to you. Well, you know, you can wish in one hand, wish in one hand, and uh, shit in the other, and see what spills up first. That's what my dad used to say to us when we'd want something. Uh, mm-hmm. Shit in one hand, and uh, wish in the other, see what yeah, spills well, next up. Next time first. I do, it's going to be in your office. He, I'll have Jay clean it up. What do I care? I have people. Oh, I can have you clean it up. Squeeze your clean this up. <laughs> Fine. Um, so uh, they sent in the chat today the a lyrical breakdown of a uh, young girl, which we were talking about last week. How my dad would sing uh, some sort of weird, messed up version of young girl. Oh, rain. The time to get up. You're uh, go away, say go away, little girl. You're much too young, little girl. Um, 
See, what they wanted to hear me doing the whole version. I don't know if that's uh, incriminating. Mm, no, it's not incriminating. No. For 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 uh, uh, Gary Puckett, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but the lyrics, though, the first lyrics are just is they point out are really weird. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. You better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. With all the ch- with all the charms of women, you've kept the secrets of youth. You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love, and now it hurts to know the truth. I'm. Sh- I think Gary Puckett some did some statutory raping. I'm not. You know, I'm not here to. to, to yeah, hu- but you don't write a song about it. You shut up. Well, it's the '60s, Squeezer. Yeah. What do you know? Right, good point. Um, so now we're on to the point of the show where we read reviews from fans. Squeeze our favorite Ooh, part. Ooh, good. I need a good boost of self-esteem because they're all good, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you like the show, the best way to help us out is to like and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And um, here are the latest ones. Here's one from our fan, Matty B. in Indiana. He says, Indiana fan. Uh, you you take the good, you take the rad, you take them both, and there you have the Rad Years podcast. Arcane nice. Squeezer hit the nail on the head when it comes to nostalgia from the 80s, 90s, and occasionally early 2000s. Although I'm younger, 1987, I can personally rate to, relate to things they both say. I saw baseballs before Star Wars. Just like, oh, Ryan, let's see the uh, baseballs. Do yourself a favor and give these guys a listen if you are looking for some rad memories. By the way, RK. You need to check out Kokomo Toys and Collectibles if you haven't yet. Take care and keep being rad. Matty B. from Indiana. I will check that out. Uh, and then, finally decanted Cab Sav tweeted, or not tweeted, left a review. And the title is, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And the review is, sure, why not? But we got five stars, so thank you, finally decanted right. Cab Sav. Which... I wasn't sure if this was an enchantress. I was like, was this you? And she's like, no, it's not mine. <laughs> I would not write a positive review. You would not get five stars. Yeah, Matty B, he's all right. And also, finally decanted Cab Sav. Mr. Fancy Pants was decanter. Mine, mine decants out of the box. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't drink wine. <laughs> I don't like it. It tastes like wood to me. Especially, Ooh, I love wood. Especially the cab salve and the stuff Enchantress drinks. She drinks mm-hmm. Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Lemberger, and Chamborsin, Chamborsin, or whatever the fuck you say. They, uh, you open it, it smells like a nice barrel, an aged barrel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you have notes, notes of shit, like nuts and cherries mm. and, and moss. And, Squeezer, uh, I like Elio's pizza. Yeah. I don't have a refined, noted palate. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the bag, Squeezer. Ah, uh, been there. Yeah. Rigging that thing out. Um, like Clark. <laughs> so that's everything I've got. I don't know if there's any more news the only news i had earmarked was that diamond thing from that rapper yeah 
Uh, oh, uh, no. Nah. Mandalorian got the uh, Golden Globe knob. Yeah, Mandalorian. I watched a few mo- we watched a few movies over the weekend. I could recommend. Uh, number one, we watched uh, One Night in Miami, uh, directed by Regina King. It surmises a night after uh, Cassius Clay, before he was Muhammad Ali, defeats Sonny Liston for the fir- to become the world champion for the first time. And he is joined by Malcolm X, um, Joe Brown, and um, I can't think of the other gentleman's name. This a singer who's played by this gentleman who's really good. The guy who played Aaron Burr in Hamilton. And the movie's fantastic. It's directed by Regina King. And damn, does she know how to move camera around basically one room. She should do all bottle episodes on television because... She kept it, and the performances are fantastic. The acting is really good. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, for all you who have it, I don't know who doesn't in this modern day and age, but yeah, Amazon Prime, check that out. We also watched, and I, I don't know if you've seen it or not, Squeezer, but I know you wanted to. Um, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, it, yeah, I saw it the night it came out. Oh, wow, man. Sasha Baron Cohen is really good as Abby Hoffman. Kills it. Really? Yeah. And even Frank Langella. Yeah, you would not think that was Borat. No, but Frank Langella is, plays the best heel, man. Jesus Christ. He is so good. You hate him yeah. so much. Yeah. He's a fucking yeah. heel. He's, God uh, he's damn made, it. Like, he channeled Skeletor. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate him more than... I hate that Judge Money hates Skeletor. Yeah, me too. I really hated him. I got, I got to go with that, yeah. It was, all, it was really, uh, it was so really good. well done. Really well done. Aaron yeah. Sorkin. I'm not, I'll admit, it's a, yeah, there, it can be a little preachy. I like... It's pre- Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, it's I like... Like, pre- you know... Yeah, yeah. You, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Abby Hoffman, uh, the character played by Sasha Baron Cohen, is... Yeah, his his English accent sleeps through a lot. Yeah, but he's supposed to be British, but it doesn't bother me. No, doesn't bother me. Really well done. Fun, uh, fun movie. Well, not fun movie. It, it keeps it's it, it gets your heart racing and it makes you really fucking angry. But it's a great movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> great. And that was great. Um, we also want to watch. Well, also we watched the little things on uh, HBO Max. That uh, the new, it's like this month's Wonder Woman. Oh, I haven't been on since. Uh... They're releasing all their movies, and this is the latest feature to be released. And it stars oh, okay. Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and um, the kid who played Freddie Mercury. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Remy Malik, I think yeah. is his name. Remy yeah. Malik. It uh, okay. The ending isn't great, but the performances are amazing, and if. This Kevin Smith said this, and I completely agree. If Jared Leto would have played the Joker like he played the character in this movie, fuck. I mean, fuck. Jared Leto's the best. Oh, so this isn't like a remake of The Littles. No. When you said little things, I immediately just started thinking of what the that littles. cartoon that used to play at like six yeah, in the, the morning. Yeah, the little on Fox? mouse people that live in the. No, house. no, 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 no. no. No, this is the little things. It's it's a procedural kind of set in the early '90s. Really good. Gotcha. It 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 tackles. It really. It's not a whole story as much as it tackles like 
like the psychoses of of people who investigate brutal crimes and the people who commit them. Ooh. And I mean, it's Denzel just being Denzel and just killing it and, and chewing up the scenery. And Remy Malek's okay. He'll he'll you know he's not the one you praise this movie for. But Jared Leto, man, is fucking good in this movie. He plays a yeah. He's, he's, he's so if you have HBO Max, it's free. So just watch it. Why not? Uh, and then we want to watch um, the Five Bloods on Netflix. That's one that I want to check out. And um, uh, next month, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is the free, the free uh, HBO Max movie. And there's a, there's a few. There's a lot of cool movies yeah. coming out. <clears throat> I watched Moana three times this weekend. So I I would recommend One Night in Miami. I know you are Prime, so yeah. Uh, One Night in Miami, Squeezer. Yeah, but they have all those good, really bad 1990s historical documentaries with the shitty reenactments that they force you to watch in high school. Mm. And you know I can't get enough of those things. Well, if you carve out some time, watch I'll see what I can One do. Night in Miami. It is and use I will and use it wisely. We shall see. We shall see. All right. So half hour now. Uh, well, twenty five minutes into this now, I think it's time to start our contact. It's content. It's the big game. But is it? I'm starting to wonder. I hear I'm hearing rumors of a, of a Chiefs barber having COVID, and like what happens like. Do you think they they postpone this game if there's COVID cases? Uh, it depends who on the team gets it. So if like Tom Brady, if the, kick, if the kicker gets it, no one gives a shit. If Tom Brady gets COVID, though, is it uh, Monday morning he tests positive? They just let him play. Oh, as long as is if he feels good enough to play, uh, f everyone else on that field. Yeah, they just care about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady yeah. at this point. Yeah, if either of them like are 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 sick and like appear to have symptoms and like, you know, are too ill to play, they will find a way to postpone the game mm-hmm. and say that it's for everyone's safety. If they're sick and can get by, then oh sure, they're going out on the field and screw everyone else. This is also a weird year. We're talking Super Bowl commercials. But a lot of companies are sitting out, especially Budweiser. Well, yeah. Well, not have... well, well, I I but, looked at it. Bud Lightwell. Bud Lightwell. But Budweiser. Yeah, Anheuser Busch is still advertised. Yes, but Budweiser is not. Yes. So that's a pretty big deal. And I think. And no Coke and no Pepsi. But Pepsi has sat out a bunch of times. Yeah, and because, also you will see Mountain Dew ads and right. Well, also like Pepsi's sponsoring the whole fucking halftime, so they're not the really sitting show, out. Yeah. But that's exact. They did this in two thousand nine. They said they're sitting out. <clears throat> yeah, and it's good. Look, it, it's the uh, cynical squeezer in me that uh, when they're like, "Oh well, we're rather than you know spend the money on advertising, we're going to use it for COVID uh, vaccine awareness." It's like, well, right there, you just had your commercial. Right. That's what it is. You bought that airtime because. Most of your value from a Super Bowl commercial doesn't come from watching it on the Super Bowl. It's from people talking about right. it the next day. Right. And or, or, right be, now, or leading up to it. Yeah, or leading up to it. And the, right now, the news cycle, there's no room for mm-hmm. everyone just fawning over Super Bowl ads. 
Erock said the union said today they won't move the game for any reason. The, the soccer team? Why would you care what they say? <laughs> he said also, fuck these opportunistic brands. Uh, fuck my job. No, 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 no. I love marketing. We base a whole lot of our shows, Erock, off of marketing. Um, it's pretty much what the Rad Years exist around. And uh, especially this week's show, we're talking commercials. So, Yay. no, do not fuck your job. Your job is very important because in order for us to have Super Bowl commercials part four, five, six, seven, and then some, we're going to need these opportunistic brands to continuing to peddle their wares. So, I believe <clears throat> I go first this week, Mr. Squeezer. Okay. Uh, my uh, commercial is actually a sequel. Uh, this aired in 1994, and it was a sequel to a commercial that aired in 1993. May I help you? No, thank you. See you. What happened? What happened? We got a talk. Not right now. I'm in the middle of shooting a Super Bowl commercial. It won't take long, Chip. You're canceled. <laughs> canceled? Yeah. Sorry. How do you get canceled out of a commercial? You're not getting the ratings, Chevy. Ratings? Demographics. All wrong. There's four or five other commercials the audience likes a lot better. They do? Oh, yeah. You're out, Chip. Uh, I like this stuff. Well, keep the bag, Chip. Oh, well, You're a sport and a terrific guy. You're good. You look great. <laughs> Here. Good chip. Doritos tortilla thins. Everything else is just a chip. Um, so this was a, a sequel <laughs> to the most the famous one of Chevy Chase uh going to thinking everyone he was gonna go save the woman, uh the old lady who was about to get steamrolled, but he saves the chips and she gets plunked in the wet cement. And I never understood why he says uh good chip. In both commercials, and at the end, they're like, everything Everything else is just a chip. <laughs> but he called it a chip. Uh, this also confused me as a kid, because I was like, who the fuck would buy Doritos without dust on it? Like, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Um, Totino's. Uh, it basically was. It was, I don't know. So As long uh, as there's enough salt on it, it'll get you there. I uh, have this ad for this this article from Ad Age from January 30th, 1994. It says four months after Fox abruptly canceled his six-week-old nighttime talk show, Chevy Chase shows up in the Super Bowl for some self-deprecation. This BBDO, which is the ad agency that did a lot of these spots, probably some of yours too, Squeeze. Oh yeah, is a play on the 1993 ad Steamroller, in which Chevy heroically rescues a bag of dor- tortilla dor- dor- Doritos tortilla thins. The new version opened similarly, but it quickly derailed by network suits, which we saw. Um, PepsiCo's Frito-Lay introduced Doritos Tortilla Thins in the spring of 93 with a $100 million marketing blast, twice its budget for any new product before. The New York Times reported, We're pulling out all the stops, said Stephen Liguri, Frito-Lay's vice president of brand marketing. The Doritos Tortilla Thins introduction which follows strong sales results in a four-month test in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Omaha, will carry the theme, America, your chip has come in. 
Much of the initial bombardment will center on movie imagery from Frito-Lay buying in first commercials ever during ABC's telecast of the Academy Awards to posters mimicking hyper, uh, hyperbolic film ads. The goal is for Doritos Tortilla Thins to be to Doritos, which are thicker and smaller than a new variety, what Levi, Levi's Loose Fit Jeans are to Levi's 501 Jeans. In other words, <laughs> to appeal to baby boomers who have outgrown the regular product. You know, whenever they put this much thought and money into a product, it usually fails miserably. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's a fucking Tostinos. Do, do you know what? Um, so when I was a kid, so th- they're saying that as a kid, I like Doritos. But as I grow up, I'm not going to like Doritos. Well, guess what? I still like Doritos. I still like Doritos. All right. Goddamn delicious. Frito-Lay hired Chase to endorse the product that summer and a deal ad age valued at $3 million. His first ad, the aforementioned Steam Rail, replaced America, your chip has come with Grab Em. Ironically, it was Chase's doomed late-night show that lured him to the gig. Jay Coleman, the president of EMCI Limited in Stanford, Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut, an entertainment marketing company that brought Mr. Chase and Frito-Lay together. Oh, my God. Acknowledged that one reason Mr. Chase had decided to become a spokesman after years of turning down offers was his talk show. You want maximum visibility, he said. Then he got fired. Uh, and Doritos employed Jay Leno, a more enduring late-night host from 86 to 90. It returned to the Super Bowl with a more fallen celebrity in 1995, Mar- uh, Mario Cuomo and Ann Richards. Oh, Mario's son is a big star now, though. And his other, both his sons are big stars, I guess. I don't know. One's yeah, on CNN. Yeah. There's governor of New York. Yeah, they both got their own TV shows. <laughs> they do. One's the COVID-19 New York report. The other's uh, similar. Directed by Joe Pitka. P-Y-T-K-A. Pitka? Joe that works. Pitka? Creative director and copywriter was Michael Patty. And creative director, art director was Don Schneider. And this was from 1994 with the Cowboys. And this is the second time I'm using this term in the show. So if it offends you, I'm so sorry. The Cowboys, but fucking the Buffalo Bills. And one of the many of the four years that the Bills were humiliated in a row during the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Um, That was good. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first pick, Squeezer. No, no. What you just did there. What? what you did. Oh, you had no idea. You just set me up for mine. No, no. Yeah, I I know. It was beautiful. It was beautifully done. All right. I I knew exactly what I was doing. This is totally planned. Guys, I've said this four years in a row. But this year, we're not only going back to the big one. We're going to win it. No one is leaving this room until we figure out how. No one. Not going anywhere for a while? Grab a Snickers, because nothing will hold you over like peanuts, caramel, and milk chocolate. Better give me one, too. Hungry? Why wait? Purpose planned. Yeah, we planned that. It is a great spot. And this is the beginning of uh, the not going anywhere for a while campaign. 
uh, for Snickers. Yeah, that was their in... that was their big ad for the longest time. Yeah, um, but it, it all started here, and they started with they they tied it in. It, it's always good, especially when they tied in with football during the Super Bowl, because I don't know, it makes it feel like it's more part of the game. It, it, if you can bring an an other team in and make. I had another couple, like I had the Dennis Hopper ones on my short list too. Uh, shit, I didn't blow up one of yours, did you? Did I? No, but uh, you Good. just got a square in the Rad Years bingo card for Squeezer referring to his short list. Oh, look at that. Thank Everyone wins. Everyone wins a Snickers. Don't promise um, them what you can't fulfill. All right, so it starts up. They're in the... Uh, Miniature size. <laughs> yeah, they're a little mini ones now those don't hold you over for sure yeah but that's when you make just when you have four more (laughs) uh so it's an all-star studded cast of uh, bridesmaids uh marv levy uh jim kelly's in there bruce smith thurman thomas um and the joke is well i don't know do i have to explain it that uh because the spot even in audio form it works it would help if you actually saw who these people were although i'm sure there were people watching the super bowl going who's that yep um especially the people probably paying attention to the commercials Mm -hmm. but still it works um and the joke is that they are going to be there a long time as they try to figure out how to win a super bowl because it's got to be i mean you got to respect them for being able to poke fun at themselves because that had to have been brutal you know, it's you're you're. But hey, at least they, you know, they they were in five Super Bowls in this case. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this was uh, 1996. This is Super Bowl 30. At this point, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, lost to the Dallas Cowboys. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers that knocked the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs, uh, preventing them from leave. It was a first time in. I think five years that they didn't even make it to the AFC championship. Um, Missing oh four hundred. Yeah, I I love this spot. It's fun, um, and I just like the fact that they're able to. They, like they clearly aren't bitter about it. Probably because Snickers gave them a shit ton of money, or they were told to do it by the owners contractually yeah or they the shit ton of money that's what or i'm doing the shit ton of money i'll go shit ton of money i'll take that or nothing says like yeah I, I lost four four years in a row um let me show i don't really care about it by doing a snickers commercial for this you're still in the super bowl and more people be talking about you yeah well they probably thought that they were um you know gonna be back next year they weren't they weren't for a long, long time. Well, you know. That being said, man, okay, I'm a Dolphins fan. I, they could suck all they want. <laughs> That's true. They can suck all they want. I'm a Vikings fan. They do suck all they want. But you know, I've never. I never been able to watch the Super Bowl with my team in it. I actually you have it either, so touche. Uh no, I I just relive the memories of uh, you know, the 70s. <laughs> Me too. 
Me yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, your your team, your team, the team you root for and wear merchandise for. Um, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. I I'm wearing a blank. I have a, actually a Vikings blanket on my lap, like I'm an FDR oh, right now. A blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's exactly how it's having like. a little fireside chat. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm about to tell you all about my new deal. Uh, okay. Um, good pick. Are you ready for my next pick? Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I played it too. It's uh, I'm getting my. I have a new computer system in the last few weeks, and I'm just I'm going just my new desk squeezer. It's got me all discombobulated. Gotcha, gotcha. Here is my next Super Bowl commercial from our past. There is a hamburger side, and there is a tomato side. There is Pepe, and there is Manzel. Ho, ho, ho. And God, pigeon. When those that are kept apart finally come together, it's not just good. It is fantastic. McDonald's new McDLT. Ah, McDonald's using a rapey skunk. To sell a doomed hamburger. So we all know the McDLT. It came in a styrofoam container with two sides. One side that had the bottom of the bun, the hamburger, and the, the cheese, I believe. And the other side had the top of the bun, the tomato, and the lettuce to keep the lettuce and tomato cool and the burger hot. The McDLT, like a BLT squeezer. Gotcha. Sounds um, like a convoluted marketing mess. Oh, it sure is. It sure is. And in 1986, I don't know how much money they spent to get them to reuse and reanimate um, Pepe Le Pew footage. You know the classic cartoon where he sees the cat with the white stripe and thinks it's a, a skunk, so he tries to date rape it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he does that. Uh, he compares his date raping of the white and black cat to the McDonald's DLT. Like him date raping this cat who may or may not be male or female um and it's definitely not a skunk is similar to you having two sides of your sandwich and putting them together at once uh this commercial stinks as much as my asshole (laughs) (laughs) what a hell of a commercial I remember they aired it later and I just remember I I was we were obsessed with I thought Pepe Le Pew Uh, every time there was a skunk out when we were kids, my dad would call it, oh, a, hey, look, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> and um, I just thought the the full-on uh, silly symphony of, of Pepe Le Pew uh, stalking and um, sexually assaulting the the cat is was funny as a kid. Um, now it's probably not as funny. I mean, the cat clearly is not wanting your advances pepe i know you're french but here in america no means no no we don't need a styrofoam container to hold both sides of our sandwich and no (laughs) yeah i'm more offended by that yeah i I figured you would be i mean i i I get it but at wawa they put the lettuce on and stick it in the heater yeah 
Money, wealth. Oh, man. I don't know. I really don't know uh, why. Who came up with and I, I mean, to be fair, I think they only even put lettuce on the sandwiches because it's a tax write off. Like, they're underwritten by, like, the Lettuce Association of America. You think people really give a damn if there's lettuce on their sandwich? I do. No, I like no. lettuce on a sandwich. I like the crunch. I do. If it's crispy. Right. But in that case, do you are you going through that much effort to have it in a separate styrofoam container? No, and if it's not on there, I don't, I don't care. I'm not hey, like, there's no lettuce on this. There's no lettuce on this. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, yeah, you don't get cheese on it. Like what right. the fuck? No, there's no cheese on it. We got a problem. I'm going home and putting cheese yeah. on it. I'm not asking for them to put cheese on it because then they'll spit on it. So it's fine. I'm going home and putting my own uh, cheese on it. It, it mixes in with the sauce. It's kind of like the ketchup and mustard kind of swirling together. A little saliva. Yeah, it's all the same. No, no, thank you. There's no cheese on it. Fine, I got cheese at home. Or I could go across the street to. There's a grocery market on every third corner in our town. I'll get cheese and put it mm. on, but I'm not going in and asking them for cheese. I'll buy a foreman and melt it on myself. The lengths I would go to to not have to take Are my you food that, back. That paranoid to have someone. I would food. never send food back ever, 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 ever. You, you don't think that maybe like if it were little old me back there and it just oh shit man I forgot sorry here have some slap a cold piece of cheese on there and charge you 50 more cents the chances though the chances of that not being the case unless they could bring me out a individually wrapped slice of american cheese and i could put it on myself then no we're, we're it's a non-starter not happening <laughs> i love your paranoia this is this is me it's like that's why i go to primos they put so much got you if you ask for extra cheese on your sandwich, you're getting like as much cheese as you get bun. Well, the sandwich I get there is just cheese. Oh, what what's your primo it, order? Uh, I get the uh, the salmona. It's just it's mozzarella, uh salami and uh mozzarella stuffed pepper shooters. Uh I get the uh either the turkey breast turkey breast and cheese or the turkey diablo. Turkey Diablo is good. It's so fucking good. Primo is my kryptonite. If you, if the, all the junk food out there, all the fast food in the world, this Itali East Coast Italian hoagie chain shop is my <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> Many of you on the East Coast have ever had a Primo hoagie. Oh, good. My loud. It is good. Not one of those little ones. You got to make sure you get that sesame seed. Yeah, shape. Primo size. Yeah, Primo. I saved a woman the other day when we were there. She's like, Oh, I think I'll just get the small. And I never like speak up. Like I'm, I'm not like I. I my dad was like that, where he would like just talk to anyone and everyone. Oh yeah, so was my dad. Oh, yeah, she was talking to her friend, and she's like, "Oh, I'll just I think I'll just get the small one." I'm like, "You know, you don't." And I like cut her off. I'm like, "You don't get the same like seeded bread. You get a different roll." She's like, "Oh, thank you." Like I, I would have ruined her day. I I saved that woman's life. Squeezer has been telling this story for like two months now. <laughs> it's. Even though it only happened two weeks ago. <laughs> but still, it was two months ago. You still have been telling it for a while. It's like I'm proud. I, are, I, I, it was my good deed. You are very proud of that story. I boy scouted the shit out of that. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, it's like, um, but seriously, you're, you're, you, you pushed her out of a train. You should get the key to the city for that. I agree. They should give you the key to South Vital Township for that. 
You're doing. Uh, you did the Lord's work there, Squeezer. I did. Yep. She would have been very disappointed in Primo. And it, for all of you, if you ever come to the East, it's it's in like the Jersey Shore, Philadelphia, our town, like uh, Leah Valley, and you could get to a Primo Hoagies. Yes, we call them Hoagies down here. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, that's good eating. Good mm-hmm. eating. All right. Yeah, because you can't get a you can't go get a cheesesteak with me anymore. Why not? My Home Depot. Oh yeah, the Home Depot cheese. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Iraq from te- Eric from Texas uh, got there before. I think did he get it? Did he get one or no? He got he got one. Yeah, yeah. he got one. He got Drove, one. Yeah. They said they were pretty. They and they they were good. The service was god awful. But they were good. Like watching the guy make your cheesesteak and his friend comes in and he hands his friend your cheesesteak and then starts over making yours. And yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like the uh, Wendy's in Hellertown. Yes. Well, that that's that's like <clears throat> I'm just waiting for the Langoliers to show up when you're waiting there. You bring uh, uh, amongst anyone in our crew at work. You mentioned the Wendy's at Hellertown. You're like, oh, the service is bad there. I'm like, Wendy's at Hellertown. No, no, nothing is as bad as Wendy's at Hellertown. You gotta, you gotta pre- be prepared for a shit show for the. It Wendy's. is, it is amazing. You have, you block out a quarter of your day. Just yeah. Be prepared. It's awful. All right. So here, my so I went from um, 1994 to 1986 and now i'm back to 1994 for my next pick squeezer are you ready wait is it your pick or my pick it's my pick oh is it i think so you're just talking uh pepe the dlts right oh yeah we're on yours the yeah. next squeezers i apologize i'm trying to jump the gun oh it's all right i don't no 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 i'm not offended in any way whatsoever i no 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 Here's Squeezer's next pick. You're a sweet boy. You're a handsome boy. I know. <laughs> All right, Flyboy. Listen up. Today, you're going to test your skills. See what you're made of. When you're up there, remember, you're not just birds. You're pigeons. Sky Rat, this is Dirty Bird. Do you read me? Dirty Bird, this here's Sky Rat. I copy. I've spotted a gold mine with a freshly washed beauty. Whites on the ground. Whites. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Um, See what I did there? Is... What's that? See what I did there? Yeah, I saw what you did there. The whites on the ground. Ugh. Yeah, there, there aren't too many. Uh, aren't but too I was many also. Commercials. I was also referring. Battered with shit. To the uh, the song and the movie that we parodied. No- oh yeah, it all comes together. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. all right, all right. No one else knows what we're yeah. talking about, but it's underground. Yeah, it was a delusional Our, um... drive from Massachusetts down to home uh, a few yeah. winters ago, where we created our our sequel to 
Top Gun. Yes. Involving snow plows. Yes. And then recreating it in the process. Squeezer's dad, uh, Squeezer doesn't want to be a snowplower because that's what his dad did. And uh, he gets called to task to save the world um, and live up to his dad's glory. Yeah. And there's Kenny Loggins and aviators and oh, yeah. singing and <laughs> douchebags. Ir- irritating, irritating co workers. And that's the most important part. Yes. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, this commercial the 1997 very busy. <clears throat> Nissan Pigeon attack. Um, I don't. I can't think of another Super Bowl ad with so much shit in it. Literally, uh, it, it, it's a it's a work of art. Uh, it, it's a minute long action movie, uh, starring the ever so uh, great and talented uh, voice artist and mailman uh, John Ratzenberger. Um. Yes, they actually got Ham to uh, voice the pigeon. Um, and uh, it, it, it was directed by um, Steve Beck, who he's got two director credits under his name. He did uh, 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship. Mm-hmm. But he worked at ILM and running part of the effects department on such titles as uh, The Last Crusade. Uh, the Hunt for Red October and Abyss. So, the guy's got some decent credits, and you could tell they needed someone with that kind of background to this because the entire thing is post-production work. With and then you know they clearly had some pigeon puppets, and then uh, yeah, the the CGI work might not be up to the Last Crusade, but it's a Super Bowl commercial in '97. It looks really good. I think it's still. Get your bingo cards ready. I think it still holds up. It's a fun spot. Um, this was the last time. So Nissan ran its commercial ninety seven. Is they spent a ton of money on it. It was a minute long commercial. The production costs were high. I'm sure John Ratzenberger wasn't cheap coming off a of Toy Story. Oh no. Um, and uh, they didn't run another commercial again until uh 2015. Um. It won uh, a bronze lion at the Cannes Advertising Festival. Uh, I, I think that that's the equivalent of like the, it's not the Palme d'Or, but it's it's pretty up there. Um, and it was actually created by um, the ad firm with uh, Rob Siltman, who did the Nissan uh, Toys commercial. You remember that one with the GI Joe driving the convertible around and stealing Barbie out of Ken? Yes. You know, Ken's grasp. Yeah, he did that one, and he also developed the Think Different uh, Apple promos. That was also his work. So, yeah, a lot of big, talented people in the both, both, you know, animation, CGI, and, you know, advertising world, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, getting together and making a really long uh, commercial about fighter uh, pilot pigeons that shoot poop. The way it splatters off of the ca- off of the one caution sign is just fantastic. That's art. Then That's... they shoot up the wedding. Yeah, I-, I love this spot. It's fun. I would. Th- this is one of those commercials where, you know, like you see, like like my first one with like the the Bills one. It's like, oh yeah, it's football. I get these guys, and you get a little chuckle at it. This is one of those where you, everyone kind of comes down and you sit and you watch a movie. You know, it's like a show within the show. 
These are the ones that you talk about the next day. Sure. Yeah, they call it the water cooler spot. The mm -hmm. water cooler spot. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, and it's, and it's and it's got and it's got Kenny Loggins. We've already talked about the Stone Cold WWF one, but ah, that was so good. Wow, goddamn kid! I can't do a very good and, Stone Cold. And it's funny because like when that happened, like I I was watching the Super Bowl and I see that commercial, and I got more excited for that because like there are my wrestlers on the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah, I was old, older. I was like about to graduate high school, so or graduated already. So I didn't really, I didn't really get that shoved up over it. No, I was ninety nine. I thought two thousand was it, it ninety nine or two thousand. I was yeah. Um, might have been. Insert old joke here, but <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I was reading an article today about how in 1992, and I remember this was like a huge deal in my house, when in Living Color decide to counter-program Disney's stupid Olympic halftime show uh, on um, ABC, and Fox did an In Living Color show on Fox. So it was like, tune in during the halftime for a live In Living Color, and it was counter-programming and never really done before. And 22 million people, including our house, tuned in and watched this. And I was just, I, I, I don't know why in 1990, we were huge in Living Color fans back then, at 10 years old. Um, loved in Living Color. Fire, uh, Fire Marshal Bill and Men on Sports, because <laughs> I usually do Men on Films. Hated it. Um but uh, they like that, like changed the dynamic of halftimes leading up to uh, Mick Foley and The Rock at halftime. Was it MTV that aired that? Uh, halftime here. I think it would have been on USA. No. Halftime here. I forget. I don't think it went to. I don't think it went to MTV at that point yet. I know. Um, halftime. Oh, yeah, it was USA. Uh. MTV did, uh, you know, MTV did um, Celebrity Deathmatch counter-programming. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the first halftime heat was 1999, The Rock and Mankind, an empty arena match for the championship. Uh, what was the uh, halftime show then? Was that Kiss? I'll tell you. I have it done. You don't have to check it out. Clickety-clickety-clack-clack. <laughs> clack. Uh, oh, yeah. I was definitely watching Halftime Heat. Yeah, I, I mean, I was too because it's like the height. It was right after Mick Foley won the fucking world title. Yeah. Uh, Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Voodoo Daddies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mankind. Want, I want to see mankind win the belt. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think I remember. If I'm correct, I, I'm pretty sure I had to go downstairs and watch it because my mom was excited. Of course. Um, my dad wasn't watching one way or the other because he didn't watch football. He did not care. Um, this was the there was this is the point where I was watching by myself downstairs. Anyway, I don't know if my the rest uh, the rest of my family kind of gave they would watch the Super Bowl because I wanted to with me. 
My, the rest mm-hmm. of my family didn't really care about sports except me. Yeah, my dad was there because there was ring bologna, cheese, and pretzels sitting out. Well, so. to be fair, that's the only reason I'm, I show up nowadays. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, my mom, she just wanted to watch the commercials. And not even to enjoy them, but just that she could talk about them the next day kind of thing. Yeah, it's a um, got must-see TV type situation. Yeah. And, and of course, the halftime show. Uh, sister did not, could not care any less. Uh, and me, yeah, I, I had to leave to watch. I was the only one that cared about watching that game. Yeah, John Elway, man, MVP, yeah, Mike Shanahan's Cap Broncos. Uh, yeah, but I remember going downstairs to watch Halftime Heat because she had to watch Gloria Estefan. You know who should have been in the Super Bowl that year, Squeezer? Uh... It's 20. You know who the Falcons fucking beat on a cheap fucking game to get to the fucking Super Bowl? Uh, no, who? The Minnesota fucking Vikings. Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you would have lost anyway. I said that without knowing for sure, but I'm pretty sure that was the year. Oh, God. Yeah, they would have lost. They, would, they just would have lost to Denver. But... Are you drinking beer or coffee? Beer. Sorry. I thought I like. I thought I moved away. I apologize. No, no, no. Big sip there. Yeah, it was. It was a big one. Pretty, pretty, pretty big. All right. Um. Now it's my next pick, right? Yes. Now it's your next pick. All right. Here it is. Can't eat just one wavy laser potato chip. Okay, son. What are we done for? Your seat. Excuse me? But you can't eat just one. You messing with the wrong person now. And I'll take that, bud. Excuse me. Excuse me. New wavy lays. Not your ordinary ridge chip. They're lays. Excuse me. Uh, hello, Mr. Quail. Care to make a bet? Well, sure, son. What's the bet? MVP seats. Eggman! Eggman! Got it! Okay. Everybody go deep. New wavy lays. Bet you can't eat just one. Ah, a young, um, Frodo Baggins taking his bag of chips on a quest. There could only be one chip. You could only eat one chip. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Sorry, so, my mic was slipping. I remember the fever of this fucking ad because of one fucking person in that commercial. First of all, all my spots have a theme squeezer. Every single one of them has a celebrity in them. Oh. Chevy Chase, Pepe Le Pew. Okay. And this one has P-O-T... Po- I can't spell it, but... Add an E on the end of potato, Dan Quayle. Because <laughs> why why not put Dan Quayle in your potato chip commercial? Um, hmm. 
I don't know. Why wouldn't you? Well, it pissed some people off. Uh, oh, because it was like, oh, now you're getting political. Yeah. So Mr. Quayle tonight becomes, this is from the New York Times, uh, from January 23rd. <coughs> Betcha can't watch one more than, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, January 30th. Uh, Mr. Quayle tonight becomes the first former vice president to perform in a product ad with a cameo appearance uh, cameo appearance in the 60-second TV commercial to run one time only during the Super Bowl halftime show on NBC. He shares the humorous spot for the new Wavy Lays. I can't believe Wavy, Ra- Wa- Wavy Lays only go back to 94. I, they're like my favorite Lays. Hmm. Wait, so this is 94? Yeah. So he's two years removed from the vice presidency. Well, technically one year removed. Uh, technically one, yeah. Yeah, one year removed from the vice president. Uh, uh, not technically, exactly one year removed from the vice presidency. <laughs> like one year to the week removed from the vice presidency. Uh, and he's in a commercial. Uh, so it's Wavy Lay's rippled potato chips with Troy Aikman, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Mr. Quayle reaches into a bag, bites into the chip, but makes no overt sales pitch in the ad. It's again created by BBDO in New York, the same uh, ad uh, company that did the Chevy Chase ad. Despite that, Mr. Quayle's donation of his fee, estimated at $50,000, went to charity. Uh, some complain that his appearance undermines the dignity of high office. <laughs> Sorry. Larry J. Sabato, professor of government at the University of Virginia, called Mr. Quayle's appearance inappropriate, likening it to former presidents franchising the presidency by charging fees for appearances. Mr. Sabato did not allow that it could help Mr. Quayle because if they laugh along with you, they won't laugh at you so much. Or perhaps not. Larry Neal, press secretary to Senator Phil Graham of Texas, who might compete against Mr. Quayle for Republican presidential nomination in 1996 said of the commercial it will sell a lot of potato chips and make troy aikman famous it was it, the, the Ooh, burn it, yeah right they were they were playing on the fact that dan quayle couldn't spell potato the famous spelling bee joke uh of the was that the 80s or the 90s it was either uh, late 80s early 90s i mean fuck I was. I remember I was in Catholic school and the big fucking joke was that you couldn't spell potato. Hmm. Potatoes. Oh, speaking of the fucking Frodo's in there, potatoes. You gonna have eleven? Oh yeah. yeah. That's like they knew it was coming. Yeah, right. They, they get. They, uh, they have all the potato actors, the potato fellas, in in one commercial. Back in nineteen ninety four, I just love seeing. I don't even know his name. Who's who plays Frodo? Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Just, I mean, he'd get me in a second. He'd be like, "Trade your seat for a potato chip. Can I have the bag?" <laughs> he gives they me should that update. That they should make a new one. And he gives like me that bag. He's got my seat. If it's one seat back, I would go one seat back at a game for a bag of wavy lays. A hundred percent. Get him and Rudy together. Doing a potato ad? Yeah. Nothing about... Would you not trade a seat, one back, for a bag of Wavy Lays? Like a full-size bag? Uh, I, I 
I'd rather have a potato. Oh, you're not a big chip guy, are you? No, I'm not. I like I like Doritos. And I like I like the non non chippy chips. I'll take a kettle cook if I could. You know, oh, I hate some kettle good Martins. I hate kettle cook. Yeah, nice and crispy. Oh, oh yeah. I like straight up super salty potato chips and oh. wavy ones. But oh, if you if you get if you get a if you get a good kettle cook salt and vinegar or the jalapeno ones. Woo. I've had um, what those Nantucket Island ones. Cape Cod, Cape Cod, jalapeno, kettle cook. They're good. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. But I still prefer regular Lay's or wavy. Or no, I, I prefer Martin's wavy. If we're talking Pennsylvania yes. proud, Martin's makes oh, okay. the best chip. Pennsylvania snacks. Yeah. Uh, besides Frito Lay, every other brand of potato chips you buy comes out of Pennsylvania. And that's not a joke. Hers, Uts, Martin's. I mean, yep. that's just three of a thousand brands of potato chips that come out of Pennsylvania. We're the junk food, like, paunch belly capital of the world. And it shows. And well, yeah, paunch belly. We don't, we don't export much. All right. Um, now on to your next pick, Mr. Squeezer. Okay. When we asked Reebok to send us Terry Tate, some people thought we were crazy. But I'm a firm believer in paradigm breaking, outside the box thinking. Hey, buddy. Break was over 15 minutes ago, Mitch! And since Terry's been with us, our productivity has gone up 46%. We're getting more from our employees than ever before. You know you need a cover sheet on your TPS reports, Richard! That ain't new, baby! Hey, Terry. Hey, Janice! But what's really impressed me is how Terry's become part of the Felcher family. He fits right in here. That's a long distance call, Doug. To be honest, I wish Reebok sent us ten Terry Tates. You want to play games, Gene? Well, when it's game time, it's pain time, baby. Don't you love how all these nerd writers like put a nod to Office Space in all these spots? Everyone, there's always there's a TPS report in everything. Cover letter too. Cover shit. letter in a TPS report. Cover letter in TPS. Shit, there's one in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Super Bowl thirty seven. This is, so this is two thousand three. I'm jumping a little ahead in the future here, but uh, I also it was the last time Tampa Bay was in the Super Bowl and they won it. So yeah, I don't With know what that means. Brad Johnson, who they got from the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry for you I people. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, so this was huge. This was a cultural phenomenon, and um, it was actually developed off of um a short film, um, and then directed by uh, this version was directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. It's hard to say, but um, this guy's done pretty damn well for himself. So he did Dodgeball. Well, so he did the uh, T- Reebok Terry Tate uh, commercials. He went on. He did Dodgeball. Uh, We're the Millers. He did uh, Central Intelligence with The Rock. Uh, did Skyscraper with The Rock. And is also working on a new movie, uh, Red Notice, with uh, The Rock, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. Hmm. So, yeah. Guy's got the... 
Guy's got a career going for him. I think he's going to do pretty well for himself. Listen, I'm not disparaging at all, but I do love the fact that um, Brian Reynolds is Green Lantern and um, whatever. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Who plays Wonder Woman? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot. Linda, Gal Linda Gadot. Carter. Gal Gadot. You, yeah, you refer to Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but The Rock is yes. The Rock Super. Dwayne Johnson is The Rock. Yeah, well, I could have gone with Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. I could have also said Deadpool, but what's the fun in that? No, but he is the fucking Rock. He's the man. I can't wait for he Young. The like the first network TV show I've been excited about in years debuts next month. Well, this month on uh, February 16th, Young Rock. Mm-hmm. There's part of it like I'm excited about because it takes place in our hometown. Yeah, uh, when he's at Freedom High School in Bethlehem, here in Lehigh Valley, and we can pick out all the things that don't look anything like us. Well, they like... shoot it in Australia, so. Well, yeah. All right. Who knows? Maybe they're really good at it. Yeah, it's gonna nah, it's gonna be way too clean. Yeah. Um, the Rock's mom. I mean. Freedom High School is is in a premier place, Squeezer. If if you are down with some fast food, which I'm sure The Rock was back then, mm-hmm. there's there's a in one corner there's the KFC, Long John Silver's, the Taco Bell, the McDonald's, the Burger King, but most yep. importantly, around the corner is the Mahbuka Wawa. There was also that really good barbecue place down the street. I don't know about that. Or you could take Stefco to Catasaqua and hit the Primo's, Primo Hoagies Rock. Yeah. I would hope. He probably didn't. I don't know if it existed back then. I don't know if any of those fast foods open joints were open back then either. They also have that Hollywood video that became a wing place. Yeah, you could actually see that. If you Google yeah, old Hollywood clearly videos, a Hollywood video. and you see the big Woodies, that yeah. that's a, that's a meme. They actually memed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's up by the Rocks High School here, and this, he tells a story on this podcast, and Chantress listens to. Or they thought he was a narc because he looked like twenty years older. But that was, was at, that the Rock. Yeah. When he was at Freedom High School, his first day. Oh. Yeah, he was a monster. He was. Even then. All his uh, cousins, the Anna Anna Waihe, play sports locally here. I know when we're doing like baseball and one of them come up to bat or like a sport mm-hmm. and and now Waihe and the you know And then the PA announcer can't pronounce it right and Right. You know, the same last name as Roman Reigns, Yokozuna, Fatu, Samu, Fatu is Rikishi. You know, the biggest wrestling family i think in the history of wrestling families is from the Le- well not from but based in the leah valley yeah off on sika all right um oh. all right so they made i i got notes on this one so oh yeah no that's all right. we kind of uh, veered off right, there so, but go ahead all right it was originally written by peter i want to give credit where credit's due because uh peter chicharelli it's sorry it's hard to say um, but he went on, he wrote uh, the proposal that uh, the lady from Speed, she was in that. Yeah. And he also did the screenplay for Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Um, he wrote 
the original short for this that it was based off of. Then they made nine episodes. This epi- this commercial ran during the Super Bowl, and then the idea was to make them webisodes. Because uh, this is also 2003, so it's like that was a... You would draw traffic... You would host it on your website. You know, like you would actually... You would have to go to Reebok.com to watch it. Mm. And that was the idea. And they actually... Their traffic went up uh, quadrupled. I think that means times four um, hmm. after this ran. And, well, not not just their traffic, but their – I'm sorry, their sales quadrupled, online sales quadrupled. And I think it was a push to get people to go online. The argument is – and th- th- it's true because when I thought about this, I completely forgot it was a Reebok commercial. And that was the big criticism of this was everyone knew about Terry Tate, office linebacker. Mm-hmm. No one knew it was for Reebok. And when they did a survey, only 55% of people surveyed said, oh, yeah, it's a Reebok ad. The next was McDonald's. Like, oh, what what that Terry Tate linebacker commercial, what was that for? And people were like, oh, McDonald's. Yeah. That, he- was, that was runner up. It was like a like a game of Family Feud. I think like, more than ever in, in 2021, we can't be surprised. <laughs> no, American people no, no, let no. you down. Th- th- no, this was in 2003. No, but I, I'm saying that now in 2021, looking in hindsight, oh. people letting you down in this you know world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it went viral. He became a huge star at the time. He was on CNBC, like ringing the bell at the stock market. Um, he was on the Today Show. He tackled Al Roker, which I would love for him to do again. Um, he was on. He was all over Sports Center. ESPN loved him. You know, he only played. He he never made it to the NFL. He tried. He played D one college ball at uh, ba, 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 Morgan State down in uh, Maryland. Um, tried out for one of those uh, football leagues that uh like independent football leagues that folded like they, he signed a big contract and then that folded before oh, do we have him on the airwaves at our channel no i don't think he ever came through us um, we had a lot of those football leagues it's just up and yeah this was this would have been early the mid 90s mm, okay um but you also might know him as rasta the voodoo man uh from the global wrestling federation and uh, I I'm, I can't do this now. I can do it in like a month from now when I actually have the WWE Network because Peacock deal. And thank God for that. Um, WWE Network has the GWF shows that you can watch there. So if you want to go, track down Global Wrestling Federation. They're out of Dallas. And find Rasta the, Ru- the Voodoo Man. And you can see... Um, Terry Tate, office linebacker, as a professional wrestler back in the early 90s. I wonder if uh, that was when Bruce was there. Bruce, when he got fired in 92 from WWF, he went to work for Global. Uh, Maybe, because uh, Cactus and Raven were there back in uh, for a little bit. He does uh, in one of his episodes Foley was down about there. his time as Global. Mr. Pritchard, I don't know if you know about this guy, but he's selling Reeboks in the locker room. I haven't done a I haven't done a Terry uh, Funk in a while. No. 
Terry Tate, you're gonna come to Global Wrestling thinking you could just tackle us when I could just pull out a spiral of razor wire and cut your mother's ear off from a mile away, you whore. It's been a while. Uh, anyway, continue. Oh, and uh, no, and uh, to give credit where credit's due, I'm sorry. It's not his name's not even Terry Tate. It's Lester Spate. Um, hmm. Well, Terry Tate works better curious, for television than Terry Lester Tate Spate. But he's also probably he's his biggest role though. Even Terry Tate is pretty huge. But uh, I'm sure some of you at least know um, August Cole. From he's the guy in he is in Gears of War. Nope. If you got an Xbox, don't know. He's in all of them. Oh, I think there's more credibility to that now. We used to be like, oh, you were in a video game. Now it's like, oh, you were in a video game. Yeah. Sure. And if you can get in on a franchise like that, that's steady voice acting work for a long time. Yes, it is. Shall we move on? Oh, we shall. Here is my next retro Super Bowl commercial. Oh, gotta pot up the audio board. Here it is. And in the goal for the United States, Bud Mike's own Spud McKenzie. This Bud Light is out of sight, my little Spudsky. First of all, I don't know if that dog should have been drinking so much beer. Second of all, <laughs> uh, the first show we did, I talked about the introduction of Spuds McKenzie into the pantheon of the world. I was a kid. I was obsessed. I love Spuds McKenzie. You go down to the beach, tons of t-shirts would be sold with Spuds McKenzie he was uh, the golden god of, of marketing. Cut to 1988. It would be his kind of last year on the scene um, for a few reasons. Uh, in 89, well, 88 was a blowout game, apparently. Hold on. I got, I got some notes here. I got to open up. Um, the last year Spuds aired... Hold on, I'm pulling up the wrong fucking notes. I'm not good at this. So I I pulled this article from Sports Illustrated, which was called Bud Bowl, the novel idea that forever changes the Super Bowl commercials. And if you're a fan of the Bud Bowl, go read this article. It's from Chris Nashawadi in November of 2015. And it talks about Super Bowl Twenty Two. When the Redskins murdered the Broncos, forty-two to ten, and everybody—I <clears throat> believe you mean the Washington Football Club. Yes, the Washington Football Club or murdered. If you're at least going to call them the Redskins, you could say they scalped them. <laughs> to be fair, I was reading Go an article. one way or the other. Just yeah, admit, right? Um, so they scalped the Broncos, forty-two to ten, in nineteen eighty-eight at Super Bowl twenty-two. 
And August, listen to this fucking blue blood inbred name. August Bush the third was Are not. You, wait, is this football or lacrosse? Uh, beer making. August Bush the third, the then head of Bush Anheuser Bush Brewery, was oh, pissed yeah, that sense. because everyone tuned away because the game was a blowout, and he spent all this money on these fucking Olympic. Bud Light, Spuds McKenzie commercials, and no one's fucking watching them. It's just money flushed down the drain. Wait, people really turned the game off even if it was a blowout? I, I, it, I, I, I don't know, to Squeezer. Football. I'm reading an article. God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. So he, long story short, he surmised he wanted to have his own Super Bowl, and that's when he hired a a couple of methods or, or not methods, just smart guys. Cause they're very smart. It was genius guys um, to create the bud bowl, which was genius. That was one of my favorite things as a kid too, with a bud bowl. Two of my favorite advertisements from kids were beer ads, Spud McKenzie and the bud bowl. I, as a kid, I cared more about who was winning the bud bowl than I did the super bowl. <laughs> um, anyway, Spuds McKenzie, uh, a bunch of uh, shitty politicians started saying that uh, because there was like plush dolls being made and kids T-shirts and stuff, they were saying that um, he was uh, selling the glamours of alcohol to children. Now, I don't believe that to be true at all. Like, yes, I have a little bit of a drinking problem. It has nothing. You're Irish. Yes. Nothing to do with Spuds McKenzie. It's called genetics. Yeah, I'm I'm German. My dad had a drinking problem. So working TV. Then like the it's delicious. I don't remember this because I was too young, but there's a rumor that the original Spuds McKenzie died and that they had to replace it with another dog. But Spud was, I guess it was people pissed off when they found out that Spud, <laughs> the alpha males of the country weren't, couldn't accept that the fact that Spud's McKenzie was played by a female dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're easier to train. They don't go around trying to hump everything. Right. Not at first, at least. Um, yeah. At least so, the, the, the window is a little more narrow. The weensy bit, yeah, pinky toe. So, um, Honey Tree Evil Eye was the female bull terrier who played Spuds McKenzie, and this couldn't, um, this didn't sit well again with the frat boys and the alpha males. Uh, uh don't, do you guys know how uncomfortable it is when you're filming a commercial and all of a sudden the little red rocket pops up? And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Here comes the lipstick. Bring out the salt, Peter. Right. So what this the the this uh, uh, mental floss article goes to say? Why everything about Spuds McKenzie was a joke? The the economy of people who wanted to get it and those who didn't defied defined what ca- caused much of Spuds' success. Why morning zoo DJs and targeted consumers laughed at and championed the idea of an expressionless lump of a dog who drove women wild. Reporters saw him as the origins of. Market-driven phenomenon that, given the time period, must have been of great importance. 
It's why People Magazine talked about both a Chicago account executive and UC Berkeley urban humor expert in a scoop about the party dog's real gender that featured Ole's home, full home address. So then we go on to the boring part where... Wait, uh, wait, wait. They interviewed a guy and doxed him in their same article? Mm-hmm. Uh, a dog. I'm and... sorry, a dog. Not They, they doxed oh. the dog. In Spud's a dud as a party guy, he's a girl. The Chicago Tribune's follow-up to the People piece, Illinois State Senator Judy Bar Tapinka said of Oles, the family has tried to be real low profile. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch protested the... Uh, so uh, Tapinka tried to pass a resolution in the Senate honoring her district as the home of Spuds McKenzie. Because <laughs> that's ah, where the dog... Good thing we voted her in. Right. Uh, Anheuser-Busch protested the resolution and it was eventually pulled, but this wouldn't be the last time lawmakers discussed Spuds McKenzie. Less than a year after Spuds' national TV debut, Strom Thurmond stood on the floor of the U.S. Senate chamber and waved the stuffed Spuds McKenzie doll. He accused Anheuser-Busch of using the mascot to sell alcohol to underage drinkers, saying, quote, I'm not confident in the voluntary efforts of the alcohol beverage industry to increase public awareness of the hazards of alcohol abuse with 12-year-olds drinking wine coolers and wearing Spuds McKenzie t-shirts. He made a case while standing in a huge post in front of a huge poster featuring the Ayatollah, Ayatollah of Partyola himself, Spuds McKenzie. Fucking party pooper. Uh, a month later, Ohio stores pulled all Bud Light cartons that featured images of Spuds McKenzie dressed up as Santa due to a law that prohibited St. Nick from being used to sell alcohol. I mean, I got to agree, though, because to me, I mean, Strom Thurmond is the basis of my moral compass. <laughs> Um, Across the country, schools were banning students from wearing popular Spuds and McKenzie gear. In fact, well, he does love banning things from school, doesn't he? That old Strom Thurmond. He does. Strom Thurmond. He, he wasn't part of this, but he incited it. Um, Strom Thurmond. Uh, I don't know. All you have to do is watch For- kids. For- 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 I was going to say, all you have to do is watch Forrest Gump to learn everything you need to know about Strom Thurmond. Coons, well, Mama just gets him off the porch with a broom. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, oh, did I tell you? I was watching. I felt so old because you know how like Tom Hanks kind of looks like an old man now. Mm-hmm. And and you know that there's that time in between where like, you know, like the Burbs was on the other day at work, like in the break room, mm-hmm. and he's, it's like young Tom Hanks. But then, like Apollo thirteen was on, and to me, that movie is not that old. Mm, yeah, but but, but the Burbs so young in that the Burbs feels old, but Apollo thirteen doesn't. But they're both they're like five years apart. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks so much younger in that than now. Hanks versus the Board of Education. When are they going to make that movie? Or did they already? No selling me. Anyway. Um, anything? What's that? I said Hanks versus the Board of Education. I was making a Brown versus the Board um, of Education joke. Oh, I, I, that's, I was confused. I'm like, I knew what you meant, but 
There was a different case? No, Strom Thurmond. We're tying yeah. it all together. Oh, gotcha. But at St. Francis, there I did. My parents didn't buy me any spuds. I did have a spuds. No, my brother and I did have Spuds McKenzie T-shirts. We we weren't allowed to wear them to school, but there was a rule at school that we weren't that you weren't allowed to wear Spuds McKenzie T-shirts. Ah, it it took a while until they caught on, and then we had the Big Johnson and Coed naked shirts got banned eventually. But um, no, I do remember there was a, a thing on beer. I didn't have any any real beer paraphernalia outside of like racing stuff that was in my room well there was it wasn't really beer the t-shirts we had i don't remember we just we just thought spuds mckenzie was fucking cool oh no i had like some bill elliott t-shirts that i would wear to school with a fucking budweiser race car on it yeah um but no no we had all we had all cigarette shit in our house it was all all marble points and <laughs> camel points and which is funny because my dad smoked winston's so hmm. uh, he, he was wheeling and dealing you know well, anyway, this commercial in particular, Spuds McKenzie is part of the USA hockey team, and they're playing against Russia, and he's the goalie, and he's got a cool uh, Spuds McKenzie hockey mask, and there's uh, sexy referees, as there is, and Spuds makes all the saves against the Russians, and then at the end of it, he gains the love, uh, uh, who not only loves him, but Bud Light. Of a Russian beauty who calls him Spudznik. Ah. Uh-huh. It's all to promote the Winter Olympics that year that uh, Spuds was in a few different um, Winter Olympic spots of the year. Squeezer, we are on your fourth pick. Here it is. For the real difference between the world's two leading soft drinks, we're implementing a fail-safe scientific anthropological study. Chimp A will be allowed nothing but Coca-Cola. Chimp B will be allowed nothing but Pepsi. The results are astounding. The chimp that drank Coca-Cola showed remarkable improvement in motor skills. The chimp that drank Pepsi, however, quickly lost interest and disappeared. Hello? It's him! I couldn't tell what product this was promoting. Was it Pepsi or Coke? That always got real shady, didn't it? Yeah. Like un- unless you like were paying attention. Yeah. It, so there's a Pepsi commercial. Uh, okay. Um, it, it's fun. Like there's a lot of, like there's that rule. Like you learn. Like oh god, I had script writing classes, advertising classes, all that shit. It's like we don't don't mention the competition. Don't bring them up. You say they and those guys, and and I still hear that in meetings. Um, what? Not with you. No, I was gonna say I don't give a fucking fuck. No, I've never had a meeting with you. <laughs> yeah, no meetings. We I, we've had two. Hey, I'm in charge. Hey, wear a mask. <laughs> yep. That was it. <laughs> two those, meetings. Those are what I'm famous for. Those two meetings. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, this is actually a Pepsi commercial. Pepsi and Coke were the only two that would really. Pepsi commercials featured Coke in them as much as Pepsi did. Um, and I don't know if they used them as a crutch because it was so recognizable, so it got their attention as well. And they would shit on them at the same time. But y- you got to wonder how, like, 
know how much that paid off. And why not go after RC Cola? Yeah, punch down. Yeah. (laughs) Don't punch up. Um, So this is entitled The Pepsi Chimp Experiment. This ran during Super Bowl 28 in 1994. Um, It ran the first quarter, which means it was expensive as hell. Um, It it pulled a uh, 9.34 on the ad meter. Um, and, uh, that got it first place, which by the way, in 1994, that means that was, uh, like you think like, oh, the ad meter, like, oh, they surveyed America and this is what they said. No, it was 60 people in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's how that works. Um, and this was the beginning of Pepsi's rampage of destruction in Super Bowl ads. They placed first place for four straight years, 94, Hmm. 95, 96, and 98. Hmm. Until Budweiser came in in '99 and just whipped out their big uh, Bud can. What about '97? Uh, what happened there? Did I skip that? Yeah. '94, '95, '96, '97, '98. There. That's fine. Um, well, I see. What happened was. I did subtraction when I was looking at my dates on my paper. Mm-hmm. So 98 minus 94 is 4, but 1994 to 1998 is 5. Yes. All right. See, Fair that, enough. That's why math is just not, isn't a thing. I don't, I don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, okay, so... And and who doesn't love a monkey commercial? I mean, first of all, animals are huge. Super Bowl, animals and Super Bowl commercials are huge. Spuds is an example of that. Right. Monkeys are all over the place. They're in E-Trade ads, Pepsi ads. Right. They're famous. BJ and the um, Bear, Mallrats a yep. year later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and chimps are, are no exception. Um, I didn't mean to go down this road, um, but this got pretty dark. Um, because everyone knows this story. Um, and, and well, wait, is this the chimp that ripped the woman's face off? This is this starred Travis the chimp. Yes. Um, oh shit! Who in nineteen ninety? Uh, when was it? When did this one run? Um, was she on Ricky Lake or what? He was. He was on Maury. Maury. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, I, 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 you didn't even set me up. People, he didn't set me up for this. He told me it was dark, and I didn't get what he was talking about. Until yeah. you said that, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I looked up, I was reading up on the commercial, and I was reading up about the chimp. And then I look, and um, I see born, and I see when he's born. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait, wait a second. And um, then I see when he... Um, Wait a second. I know you're trying to pull the taffy here, but get to the point. No, I'm catching myself here. Chimp experiment gone awry. I think I followed some bad information on the internet. No. Oh. I apologize to you folks. Wait, it's not I the chimp my... who pulled the face off? I just caught myself in a lie, because this commercial ran in 1994, and Travis born in 1995. The internet lied to me, and oh, I did thorough research on this. Oh, no. Not too thorough. I, come, uh, I am an asshole. Although, Travis was in Pepsi commercials. Okay. So, it might have been later ones, and people just got confused. 
Um, but yeah, in my research, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, he died. Oh, how did he die? Was it some kind of living in a cage kind of? And it just says, uh, exterminated. Cause of death, gunshot wound inflicted by police. I'm like, oh, I need to read more. And I'm like, oh, this is the monkey. This is the chimp. I shouldn't say monkey. It's, that's offensive. Uh, this is the chimp. Yeah, attacked uh, Charla Nash. And, he's a great ape, not a monkey. He's a great ape. He ate her. He's not that great. He ate a woman's face because she had an Elmo doll. No, oh, well, you don't have he a can fucking burn Elmo monkey doll. hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ah, oh, man. I gotta. I am going to. I. I apologize, and I'm going to dig deeper. I am going to write this wrong because. I wrote a lot of words down on a paper for something that turned out to be wrong in the long in the long run. Oh yay! I'm saying yay about how you're gonna write this yeah. wrong. Are we in for you uh, MacGyvering this on next week's show? I'm gonna MacGyver the shit out of this one. Um, but all right, it, it still is a little darker yet because this whole commercial is predicated on. Look at that. That's uh, four syllables. Um, about like it's a joke like oh we're testing we're testing soda soft drinks on uh chimps when at the exact same time coke and pepsi were testing soft drinks on chimps and it wasn't until like 2007 i think when they both agreed and made statements saying they will uh stop testing uh soda and their soft drinks and products on animals and it's not like they were just like letting them sip it there's stories of like experience where they would actually like cut their faces open and like inject uh or uh put implants into the muscle tissue and study like the muscle twitches with the like so yeah they, they were torturing animals hmm. with soda hmm. Uh, to see how they reacted to it. Well, I mean, you um, slowly so torture humans with so soda and causing them diabetes and heart disease. and. Yeah, but you don't know, you know, sure, but maybe it causes diabetes. Maybe if we cut this monkey's face off <laughs> and watch its muscles twitch, um, we can figure out um, how to give people more diabetes. I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's, more uh, diabetes. More diabetes. <laughs> All right. Well, my next commercial, Squeezer, I hope you moved on from this dark. Uh, yeah, I am so pissed off at myself. I can't believe I got caught in that trap. Well, uh, my commercial is also a Pepsi commercial from 1994, but it is nowhere near as dark as that. It's 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 a little darker. Here's oh, mine. Oh. Research project to determine the ultimate beverage. I'm isolating superstar model uh, Cindy Crawford in a Pepsi deprivation chamber. I'll do anything for science. We're allowing Cindy a wide range of beverages, but not a single solitary drop of Pepsi. Don't push, Dor. Yeah. You'll be all right. Whoa. And now for the result. Cindy, how do you feel? I don't know about you guys, but I'm dying for a Pepsi. Conclusive scientific proof. Pepsi is the ultimate beverage. So everything about this commercial got me excited as a kid. <laughs> it, 
And it's, it's Michael Richards playing Kramer when he does his voice where he pretends to be smart. Mm-hmm. But he's dressed exactly like Kramer. He even does his, like, look at his card to see her name, like Kramer. He's, they're like, when he asked for direction, they said, be Kramer. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Cindy sure. Crawford in a tiny red dress in 1994. Uh, and they put her in a deprivation tank and don't let her drink Pepsi, but she could have whatever else she wants. So it was probably the healthiest month of her life, not having to taste test Pepsi for fucking commercials. <laughs> and at the end, when she comes out, you can't hear it because they use her voice. But she comes out as Rodney Dangerfield and says, I really need a Pepsi. I'll tell you what. So in a, in a deprivation chamber without Pepsi for a month, it makes you turn into Ronnie Dangerfield is what they're surmising. I, w- I would take that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> but Cindy Crawford, Squeezer, when you're in 1994, let's see, I was 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. I would get nothing done. Yeah. Why are you locked in your room? <laughs> your mom makes her go in the deprivation chamber so she turns into Ronnie Dangerfield <laughs> then it gets weird yeah I really it's love still, him he makes me laugh why are you up in your room <laughs> why are you up in your room his balls are hanging out all the time <laughs> oh god it was apparently a thing of his so uh, this commercial did everything for me at 12 I was huge huge into Seinfeld in 1994 fucking Huge into Seinfeld. Um, loved this spot. Didn't mind Cindy Crawford one bit, but also was a big Caddyshack fan and loved me some Ronnie Dangerfield. So this commercial mm-hmm. made me... I drank fucking Pepsi in 1994. I fell for the fucking marketing. I was in the shack, big slams. I love my leader, Pepsis. I was a Pepsi fan. And really, to this day, I, I like I like the zero-sugar versions of the soda. And I'll drink Coke Zero Sugar, but I like you know me how I like some Pepsi Max Squeezer or Pepsi Zero Sugar. Oh, you you do. I, as soon as when I see one, I know it's yours. That's the easy thing. That's yeah. I'm I'm a fan of Pepsi Max. It's my afternoon treat. I have one. Uh, it's it's quite delicious, and I do like it. And it's a throwback. I I got really into Pepsi in that those years, especially the Big Slam years, Squeezer. And I have a collection. A Pepsi shit. Like I have a, a Pepsi diet Pepsi glasses. I have Pepsi pogs, like open unopened cases. I've I've tons of Pepsi shit. I like Pepsi in the nineties was my jam. And I don't know, maybe this commercial was part of it and the, the other Cindy Crawford ones were part of it. But I think this the I think seeing Kramer I mean, if you know me, you understand why seeing Kramer was more important than seeing uh Cindy Crawford. I was a <laughs> love Seinfeld and big Seinfeld. Love a laugh. Love a laugh. Great, great spot. I just, Iconic. I just drank it for the points. Oh, I love. I didn't turn them any of them in, but I did collect them. Pepsi points. I had the hacky sacks. Here is Squeezers, Mister Hacky Sack, Squeezers. Next, last pick. Quite frankly. Oh snap! Oh, gotta pop the music up. Serious. 
Put it down, man. <laughs> Guess I'll have the steak. Guess I'll have the steak. Uh, yeah, because it was a lobster. Surf and turf joke. Uh, do you remember the the uh, Bud Lobster uh, commercials that ran? Not at all. What year was this? No, no. Uh, this was this was ninety nine. So mm. again, John Elway, this big one. Um, this was, um, so I was like mankind it, or get the fuck out. In ninety nine. Well, I mean. They didn't wrestle every commercial break. I know, but all I cared about that year was, yeah, it was halftime heat. Well, they they spent one hundred one point six million dollars for just the spot alone, which I mean is nothing now. But, um, it was directed by uh, David McNally, who also directed Kangaroo Jack and Coyote Ugly. Mm Hmm. So he's a talented fella. Yeah. Um. And uh, so it's the lobster is the star of the show, and and the work on him is great. The his eyes, everything. There's so much expression in him. To hell with those frogs! Like, yeah, they they had their moment. But the lobster, even though he only had two commercials, this is his first one, and they made another one in 2006. So it didn't um, travel. It wasn't like the frogs or the lizards. This was. That's. I mean, yeah, cl- it, clearly, there's a reason I don't remember it. Uh, I think it deserves more because it's a funny spot. Yeah, but well. they're going to put him in the boiling water. He grabs a bud and he takes it hostage with his claws. That he's going to kill the. He's that gonna is funny. I'm laughing. The bottle, you know, and he, and he works his way out the door and holding the the kitchen staff at bay. It's adorable. I'm laughing. Um. Uh, and and the the lobster. So here, here's the cool thing about the lobster. Um, it, it was a puppet. Uh, not not a real lobster, maybe. What uh, in like in the tank? No, no, they used a puppet. It wasn't. They didn't like actually get a real what? acting lobster. No, they couldn't. They lobsters don't have SAG cards. So mm, okay. Um, but he was created in the car by the character shop. Oh, Henson's uh, character. All right, Henson. Yeah. So uh, the same guy. That, well, the the character shop. The same guys that brought us like the the alien, and the face hugger. Oh wait, so Stan Winston. Not Stan Winston. It's a different. It's a character shop. It's a different. I thought Stan Winston did the face hugger. Uh, they worked on it too, but there's some one of the founding members. You know, the character shop worked on that as well. But the technology used for the face hugger was also used for the lobster because face huggers look like lobsters. So as far as like crawling on the floor and shit like that, hmm. they use that face hugger technology. Do you know who else uh, the character shop created? No. Before he was uh, CGI. Yoda? No, we talked about him earlier in the show. Uh, You're going to just have to tell me. Uh, Gus the Groundhog. Oh, that's pretty cool. They created created, uh, Gus Gus the Groundhog. Uh, Uh, They also made a Slimer for the uh, Lady Ghostbuster movie. I see that. I'm loving that their website looks like it's from 1998. I know. I was trying to figure out if it was real or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this the puppets. 
Oh, they did uh, Audrey too. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Gus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you would love that. They actually uh, did the uh, mechanics for uh, Hocus Pocus. Ah, they did the iMac ad with my first iMac, the lampshade one, going up and down as he moved his head. They anthropomorphized him. Yeah, anthrop... anthrop yeah. Oh, they did the Duracell boxers. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was on this site for quite a while. They do a ton of stuff. Oh, um, they do Super Mario for the... Looks like the Nintendo 64 face. For facial Waldo and the Budweiser frogs. Oh, okay. So these guys, they worked, they were contracted out. They were part of a team that worked with Stan Winston. Uh, okay, because I was pretty sure Stan Winston on aliens. did it. Yes. I knew Stan Winston did it, but I, they were talking about these guys too. So yeah, they, they all work together. And it, it's not like, yeah, that's one guy making all that. And you usually a lot of like when you put a big project like that together, you bring in different contractors that have their own companies and they bring in their own teams and um but yeah they did a ton, ton of cool stuff uh, they also did the um that remember that that really creepy turkey thanksgiving commercial where the turkey starts talking out of its neck no yeah look, uh it's okay it, i trust you yeah it's really creepy um but yeah, they they so uh, fucking crazy. They created the lobster. <laughs> Look at him. And I don't know. I um, I'm kind of bummed that the lobster didn't get more love and more credit than the damn frogs, just because they didn't have a. You you know why? Because there's no catchphrase. There's no catchphrase. Yeah. Whereas the frogs, like you can, you get three drunken assholes around the water cooler. But and why? I mean that when sir. I say that. Yeah, they all they all do their thing. Or like the what's up. Oh, that's you good. Know, that's no, a good. What's up? No spoilers for next, uh, you know, show. Okay. I can't believe we didn't get to that one yet. We're in our third. We didn't get to what's up yet. Riddle me this, Squeezer. Spuds McKenzie. Yo. Those catchphrase whatsoever. He didn't do anything. He just sat there. Yeah, but that was the '80s and early '90s. It was only the '80s. It was only the '80s. Never the '90s. Was... Killed in '88. Last appearance '89. Damn. Uh, I am. Oh man, like in the like. He's tapping a beer on our, our ad. You see that there? You see the the the, the front page of our oh, YouTube? Hang on, let me drag it over. Oh yeah, there he is, tapping a beer. Tapping a beer. The the cheerleader from Tecmo Bowl and uh, Bo Jackson up from Tecmo Bowl up in the corner. <laughs> nice. I would I would love for Spuds to tap me a beer. That'd be like bucket list right there. Well, I'd be really creeped out right about now. You know. Why? Because the dog was tapping a beer. No, because he'd be dead oh, tapping yeah, a beer. Yeah, true. She would be dead, Squeezer. She would be... Sorry. She would be dead. Yeah. Sexist frat boy. God damn! I can't, I can't, I can't handle the fact that I have a, a female dog selling me beer. God How damn, fucking they? put her in a box. Come out of a box. She's a fucking man dog. Fucking goddamn fucking stupid frat boys. Fuck them. I don't know. Lord Vader asked for more impressions, so I was giving my poor impressions <laughs> to him. That's right. 
Uh, I don't I don't have any in the tank. Sorry, Lord Vader. I'm, it's late. We're at the end of the show. We've gone through 10 picks. We're two hours of, of showtime. Wait, was that the last one? That was your... Yeah, I did my last oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to peter everyone out just like a... Like a lobster backing out of a restaurant. I need to watch this commercial of him holding a knife up to a bottle. That, that, that No, no, he doesn't me. have a knife. He's got his claw. I mean, his claw as a knife up to a bottle. That amu- yeah, that I, th- am- I think it's great. And the sequel one's pretty good, too. I find humor in that. Yeah. There was some stuff I wanted to say earlier in the show, Squeezer, to, to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so on Ghostbusters official... Oh, God damn it, I need a cage. Uh, there's a few things... I, I screenshotted and I never got to. So Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters News reported that they will be showing extreme Ghostbusters and real Ghostbusters on the Ghostbusters official YouTube starting next week. So you'll a Saturday morning will be new episodes of Ghostbusters and Wednesday will be extreme Ghostbusters. And then our friend PGH Retro on Instagram, tweet, yes. tweeted this: "The Wonder Years premiered." Oh. You're right. Yeah, I I got as far away from the mic as I could on that one. It the was building. The Wonder Years premiered 33 years ago today in 1988, depicting events 20 years earlier in 1968. A similar show today would be set in 2001. Doesn't that make us yeah. all feel old? Yeah, I was actually going to uh, send you uh, a little help from my friends. To play at the beginning and bring back the old news, uh, the this day in history thing. Mm-hmm. But I figure we we ramble on enough and got enough show. And I, it kind of melted my head too much. Like thinking about that, it really hurt my head. Right. Because 2001 is not that long ago. Right. And when in 1988, when we were watching the show, like 1968, seemed like lifetimes ago. Yes. Multiple. That was 2001. That was, that was so long ago. In 2001, I was working the same job I'm working now. Well, not, not the same position, <laughs> but at the same company. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know yep. what that says for anything, but I think it says it's a good time to end the show. I was Kevin Arnold. I was graduating high school. He was Kevin Arnold. He was. Kissing his Winnie Cooper. Well, I wasn't doing that. Oh, gotta get past that opening segment before I pot in the theme music at the end. I should have two clips, right? One without that opening preamble and one with it. Oh, I thought you did because you're just so good at it. Yeah, it's too much work. (laughs) Ah. We'll be back. Do you know what we're doing next week? Next week, is it Retro Romance or no? Oh, uh, hang on. You have a list. Ugh, There's good. a list of shows. I... We have a schedule. We actually pre-plan what we're doing. We just don't pull most of this out of our ass. 90% of it's pulled out of our ass. But like 10% of it... It is... Scroll all the way to the bottom. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scrolling with the red ears. Is Retro Romance yep, 3. Retro Romance 3. So we are getting in the Valentine's Day spirit. And then uh, the next show after that's going to be fun. Celebrity TV cameos. I can't wait for that one. 
Join us the next two yeah. weeks of the Rad Years Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday, February 10th, to give you some retro romance. Until then, make sure you go on and rate and review us on iTunes. We'll read the review on air no matter how embarrassing it is for us. Until then, I'm RK. I am Squeezer. We'll see you next week, kids. See ya. <laughs>